What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, and man, we got the SWAC has been very busy in the recruiting trail, man. And we got one of the biggest commits for Mississippi Valley State. Frederick Smith transfer from Southern Miss was a huge, was a huge player at the JUCO level as well, man. Coming to shore up that secondary for Valley next year. But man, Frederick, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. No problem, man. Good to be here, man. Absolutely. And I mean, man, I'm talking to a state champion in high school, man, undefeated in your last year. For you coming out of high school, what was your recruiting process like and who recruited you the hardest out of high school? Uh, Coming out of high school, it was uh, Jones. I, I didn't have the credentials to make it like D1 out of high school. So I went the Juco route. So I, um, the hardest I could say was Jones and Northwest. Yeah. And I mean, looking at your JUCO, you know, Tom, and what were some of the biggest challenges and what would be some advice for, for that you would have for kids who are like not getting looks at the D1 level that will have to go the JUCO route? Just kind of go through what some of the challenges were through your time at JUCO. Um, honestly, I didn't have many challenges, but I did have one challenge. And the challenge were, was um, coming from high school to Juco their first freshman year, I thought I was good enough to play, like to actually start. So that challenge was play, being a role player, overcoming being a role player. So um, it was pretty challenging being in a uh, role player instead of a, a starter. So if you don't come in a starter, it's not bad, but, you know, because, you know, it's, it's better people out there. So, you know, you just got to do what you got to do to do anything to get on the field. And your starting chance don't come eventually. So just hang in there. That's my advice. Oh, man, I like it. And so uh, I'm I'm assuming this answer is going to be completely different. You're a three-star coming out of JUCO, man, held a lot more offers. What were some of the differences in your high school versus your JUCO recruiting processes? Um, I feel like the JUCO route, being recruited from high school, it really didn't um, matter where I go because – Anywhere I had, I would have went would have benefited me versus coming from JUCO being recruited by D1 schools. I feel like it was important to know where you were going because every D1 school doesn't fit every player. Right. I like that, man. And so you commit to Southern Miss and you you play there and then you enter the transfer portal again. What what factors played in your decision to transfer away from Southern Miss? Um, two factors played a role in this. Um, the first factor was that the culture changed. Like, it was a lot of coaching changes, and the coach that actually recruited me, they wasn't there after the first coaching change. So there was one factor that played a specific role in And the other factor was um, play in the decision to transfer from Give me a sec. Oh, yeah, and no playing time. I didn't really just get the playing time I wanted. So that kind of – and I was there for two years. This upcoming year would have made two years. This upcoming spring would have made two years that I didn't get the chance to play at Southern Miss. So – and I'm going to be an upcoming senior, so my time to play is winding down. So that's the main two that just drove me yeah. to that decision to transfer. 
I mean, I, I don't blame you at all, man. Like you said, I mean, everyone knows that the that the shelf life of a college player is only limited. You got to go and get your opportunities. Well, you wind up in Mississippi Valley State, man. And I mean, this program in the SWAC in this and it's a conference that has just been in the news cycle day after day in this recruiting cycle. What played into your decision to transfer to Valley? Uh, the uh. What made what played an important role in my decision to come to Valley was, for one, it's close to home, so it wasn't be it wouldn't be a problem for a lot of friends and family to come visit me, and I feel like I can come in and you know, put some spark into the de- defensive back room. I, I like it, man. And uh, they shocked a lot of people last year. That defense got a lot of shine for just being like tough and gritty, and they played a lot of teams close. But for you, man, what are your strengths as a player and what will Fred Smith bring to Valley moving forward? I feel like strength as a player is basically my God-given talents and the work that the work ethic I bring to the table anyway. So I feel like that's a strength for me. I like it. And then on the flip side, you don't have to give away. I know I've had some players on here who are like, I don't know if I can answer this wholeheartedly, but what is one thing you need to improve on to take your game to the next level? I mean, everybody needs improvement. So one thing I would say I need improvement on is I know concepts, but like actually speaking that term, I get tied up into like talking how I'm comfortable with talking instead of talking into that football concept. Oh man, I like that. That's a that's a real unique answer. I don't think I've had anyone say that, but that is a big thing is being able to kind of express what you're seeing on the field in terms of you know layman terms, in terms of just X's and O's. But one of the things I love talking to players a lot about is film study. For you, when you turn on the film to watch an opposing offense, what are you looking at most? Like, kind of walk me through what you're looking for when you're watching film on an offense. Okay, for the uh, film, when I watch on film, the first thing I look at is their formation. So I got to look at how they run their offense before I go to anything else. And I feel like after I learn what they're running, I go by each player that, you know, that I I obviously be covering. I go by each player and notice or pay attention to small tendencies that they do before each down. And that will give me an advantage over or like a win over every one-on-one or down that they do or I go up against them Oh, man, I like it. And so these next, you know, a handful of questions are going to be just for people to kind of know you better as a player. Like, who is Frederick Smith? So when you look at yourself, what NFL defensive back do you feel like you model your game after the most? Uh, growing up, I always looked up to Tyron Matthew because he's always and still is like an electric player. So uh, between him and Jalen Ramsey, because – Jalen Ramsey plays like he has a chip on his shoulder. And I always been playing like this since high school. I always got to play to prove a point. So between those two, it'll be Tyron Matthews and Jalen Ramsey. Man, I don't know if you can name two better players to model your game after. Jalen Ramsey is probably one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. That dude is just different. But, yeah. man, for your position, what's more important in your opinion, speed or ball skills to a defensive back? I mean – Speed, I mean, you can be fast and still, you know, be kind of vulnerable. But 
ball skills, they kind of go hand in hand because if you if you fast with that ball skills, then where your stats gonna come in it. Yeah. And, you know, so honestly, I feel like the most important thing to a defensive back is speed, ball skills, and knowledge. You got to know who you're going up against because if you don't know who you're going up against, your skills do not matter at all. Like, you can be the fastest, you can have the best ball skills, but if you don't know the knowledge of that player or what you're running or the concept that you're running, it, it has no use. Oh man, I like that. I like how you threw the knowledge in there, knowing where you're supposed to be and when you're supposed to be there. But looking, if 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 you had an opposing wide receiver up against you, man, what's the number one mistake that they can make against you in one-on-one coverage? Um, just you know, just thinking that I'm not just gonna you know be there for one, or you know I'm not just gonna be locking them up. You know, they're just me. <laughs> I'm not the type of person to trash talking them, but like. You you'll be talking, you'll be talking. I'm just I'm just gonna line up and lock you up. But if you try to get in my head, it's gonna get to a point when I start just expressing it and I'm gonna be locking you up at the same time. So it's just like, you know, don't try me. Don't don't test, don't push the button because if you push the button, then that's that's when I'm gonna actually get activated. <laughs> he said you don't want me talking and locking you up at the same time. So just keep it to a minimum. Cause that you you headed off one of my questions because DBs are always just for me, every DB I've had on the show, man, they're like, yeah, I talk trash. And all the wide receivers I've had are like, I can't stand defensive backs talking trash. So you got that one. But, man, walk me through your pregame routine. Are you are you a very superstitious guy or are you just, listen, I'm going to put on the uniform and I'm going to go out there and lock somebody up? I mean, I don't really have a pregame routine. Only thing I do is I listen to music a lot and I like to get in my zone. Um because I literally like I I kind of just do what I I love I love what I do, but I also do it for my family too. So I put my I put that in the state of mind when I'm listening pregame who I do it for, and I just listen to music. And once I get in that mode, I'm just all about business. So I don't do no any type of ritual. And it just turn on the music, hit that switch, and I'm all about business. I'm ready to go. I like it. So what kind of music do you listen to? Because I've had people on here say they listen to gospel music. They listen to they listen to all kind of crazy stuff. What, what do you listen to before the game? I mean, I'm I'm the type that listens to all type of genre. Like I can listen to Eminem, like any any type of motivational music before the game, I can actually listen to I can vibe to it. I like it. I like it. So for, you've played you played at Southern Miss, you've played at the JUCO level, high school, man. Who is the best offensive player you've ever had to go heads up against? Uh it was I really didn't uh high school thing was his name. Uh he played for the Rage Cajuns. Uh Chris. Chris Smith. That was the oh, yeah, he's guy. a monster. He's that was a monster. the tough guy I, uh played against in high school. I played him in the state championship. He's a good competitive guy. He he gonna be somebody someday. So there was one guy. Oh, yeah. Um and Juco, I'm gonna have to go with Malik Heath. He 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 a pretty oh, tough man. guy. He'll trash talk. He was one of the guys that just, you know, <laughs> got to my head a little bit. You know, it was that was that was a good experience. That was something I needed. So yeah, them I could say those the most two explosive offensive players I ever played against coming up or coming through playing football. Oh man. I like it. Like Chris Smith's a monster too. I mean that yeah. that whole Louisiana Lafayette team. They got some real playmakers over there. But 
Man, how much did this new SWAC movement influence your decision, man? Like you're seeing Travis Hunter commit to Jackson State. You see four stars. You see all the, the – I mean, the transfer portal, I think every player's gotten an offer from Alabama A&M just about. They are just recruiting quite crazy. How much did the SWAC movement influence your decision? I mean, it, it really – yeah, it really grew up on me because I didn't expect it to happen so fast because I think I was like one of the – first players to actually like you know go to a sweat transferring from a d1 so when i once i seen all these three star four stars transferring to sweat it kind of it made me happy like it, i was like getting jittery like okay we got some competition coming in and it's making the sweat more known or more you know obvious to see or more eye-opening to hire people or like nfl scouts you know it's growing so that made me kind of feel way better with my decision Oh, man, absolutely. And so looking ahead, man, just a little bit, what schools in the SWAC are you most looking forward to playing at where you're like, okay, I got to get a little – I got to get a little extra motivated today? Um, I'm going to have to go with Alcorn for, for first because for the past years they've been, they've been, you know, taking over the SWAC. And so my second team will be Jackson State, obviously, because they're getting all these players, and, you know, it's still like valid the underdogs and we you know we gotta we gotta show up and show out. So I feel like those two schools are the most for I'm looking for playing to. Uh like it, man. I mean that, that game I believe will be in Jackson next year because I think they played at Valley this year. And I mean it was one heck of a game too. Valley yeah. played lights out in that game. So I'm looking forward to it. But the last two ones are kind of you know more personal to you, man. One what are your personal individual goals for the 2022 season? Even though we are months away from it, looking ahead, what do you want to accomplish? Um, the 2022 season, I want to accomplish. I just want to play. I want to play and showcase what I can do, what I always been doing. And I feel like being close to home, because I'm literally an hour and I'm an hour and 10 away from my house. So I feel like I will get that that recognition that I always been wanting and I'd be able to prove myself in Valley that I can actually play. And with people from home coming to see me play, that'll make me play even better than what I'm what I already been doing because um it is it's in front of people I'm used to if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And you always got a little bit of like what I remember when like when my family used to come to my games, I always had like a little bit more nerves for that game. Because I was like, I can't embarrass myself yeah. in front of my yeah. like friends and family. Like I gotta play really well now. So I, I definitely feel you on that. And the last question, man, what keeps you motivated year in and year out, despite you know being playing at the highest level of D one and you know being one of the top JUCO recruits? What keeps you motivated? Uh I'm gonna have to say my family. My family keep me motivated. Um, coaches from past when I was growing up, coaches that coached me growing up, they keep me motivated because I know D1 college football isn't easy. So anytime I had time to come home or have a break, I hit that reset button by talking to my, my family and going to old coaches that taught me like what what I need to get to go to that level or exceed to that or exceed higher. So I feel like family and old previous coaches and of course my girlfriend, everybody keep me, you know, everybody keep me motivated. So, and friends, they keep me, they all keep me motivated to keep on going. I, I like it, man. Listen, I don't think enough people like 
understand how big that support system is. Like you said, I mean, being a D1 athlete is probably one of the most stressful things to be 18 to come in and have all the expectations of school performing well on the field, expectations from coaches, man. So I'm glad to hear that. But man, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on here, man. I know that the next year is going to be a huge year for the SWAC, man. We're definitely going to be keeping up with you down there in Valley. But before you go, man, plug your social media, give any shout outs you need to give, man. This time is yours just to plug yourself and let people know where to find you. All right. Y'all can find me on Facebook at Frederick Smith. You can add me on Instagram or follow me on Instagram at Seatbelt Bandit with an underscore right behind it. And you can add me on Twitter at Smith Frederick. 88 this l-r-e-d-r-i-c-k 88 at gmail.com i want to give a shout out to all the coaches that coached me growing up and i want to give a shout out to my family and friends and my girlfriends and everybody that keep me motivated and i also want to give a big thanks to valley for giving me the opportunity to come in and do what i can and showcase what i can do and i appreciate you for bringing me on Oh, no, man. Listen, I always tell players I, I don't need any thanks. Just y'all giving me 15 minutes of your time during the week, man, is, is good enough for me, man. It's all about it's all about supporting the players. So, guys, if you're tuning in, make sure to go follow F Frederick on Twitter, Instagram, everything like that, man. The bigger social media brands are today for college athletes, the better NIL deals and things that they'll it'll open up, you know, later on in the future, man. So, Fred, appreciate you coming on, man. But, guys, We'll be back with some more episodes later this week. But for Fred and myself and the Blue Bloods, we are out.